normally I don't know when I'm gonna start. Well, I have a lead-in. Um, we normally push it. Um, but like I said, I know you personally, good friend, or we've been yeah. friends for a minute. Ah, uh, we're good friends. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't I like things on You bring out the bad side of me sometimes. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, brother. Right, right. <laughs> all right, so let's get started, man. Uh, first of all, welcome to Film News, guys. Uh, if you've been listening, we've had a couple of guy, uh, a couple of directors that have been part of our film festival. But today, I have a really, really special guest, um, a really good friend of mine, um, badass director, actor, promoter, wrestling dude. We're gonna get into a lot of really in-depth, fucking badass stuff. Um, again. I'm really happy to talk to him on this platform, um, Michael um, Ocho. We, everybody just calls him Ocho because he's just, that's all he needs. He's like, share, Ocho. <laughs> the one the one name guy, right? Yeah, the one name guy. So, Ocho, man, um, welcome to Film Noobs, brother. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, man, real quick. All right, man, uh, Michael Ocho Tarana. Um, everyone does call me Ocho because even me when I was younger couldn't pronounce that name. Um, uh, I'm excited to be here. Uh, you're a good friend of mine. We worked together in the past. Um, now, now I'm living here in Texas and, uh, I'm hoping to conquer this, this, this Texas thing and this movie thing in Texas and just do some great things, not only helping myself, but helping others too. So. Cool. Cool. Now you said you, you just moved to Texas. I knew what you were in Arizona, I believe. Yeah, I'm originally from California, uh, okay. San Bernardino, Purdue, and uh, I lived in Texas. I lived in Arizona, where I met my wife, and I was there for for some years. And last year, um, I made the leap, and I'm here in Texas now, and working with a whole bunch of Texas actors, uh, promoters, and all kinds of stuff in the entertainment industry. That's awesome. I love Texas, man. I get it's used so to the weather. <laughs> by the way if if you're watching this because we do both video and audio uh for those of you who, who are not watching it um i have ocho but he's he's on his wife's phone because you know guys can't get shit right so he's on his wife's phone and it says uh cc and she is a great freaking person i think she's the better half like literally the better half of ocho um yeah she's the motor she's the motor behind the uh, under the hood because without her <laughs> find two socks that match there you uh, go she's my agent she's my manager she's uh the one that handles the money uh like i said uh if i wouldn't have ever met her i think i'd, I'd still be in in a bad spot but <laughs> she is is the better half of, of ocho i know i like i said or we call I met her team ocho. monday we call ourselves team ocho team ocho there you go um yeah like i said when i, I had met her well i had met both of y'all and I had the pleasure of meeting her at the same time. I was like, man, yeah, she's she's a driving force of Ocho. And you could tell, you know, yeah. and, and wonderful people, wonderful. Don't let the tattoos get y'all flustered because regardless of that menial mug, you know, you're a badass, awesome person. But with you, that said, with that said, um, and this is something I before we move on to the film stuff that I want to talk to you about because I know you do have a ministry. Um, and in that ministry, yeah. you talk about the moment coming to God and so forth. And we're not going to preach, but, you know, we are going to come to light about how you came to be here where you are now and where you were and that, that process. All right. So in a nutshell, I'm going to give um, the shortened version since we're doing this. Um, normally I, I do motivational speaking and um, I, I've spoken and I've preached all over the country um, of my um, transition from being a hardcore gang member a uh, prisoner, a uh, heroin addict, and um, how I've transitioned and and succeeded and, and moved above all that. Uh, basically, um, a short end of it, I grew up without a father, uh, blamed a lot of um, blamed a lot of stuff on not having a father, um, joined uh, gangs at a young age, uh, had a twisted view of love that thinking that respect and um, people respected me and the honor code, was um was love uh people being afraid of me i thought was love um and doing stuff for the gangs i thought was 
was a love thing and a twisted view of love. Uh, I was already in seventh grade getting arrested, spent uh, in and out of juvie. Um, and uh, that was like my second home. And then later graduating to the big times and uh, joined gangs in prison. Uh, I'm not going to mention gang names, but um, when you're Mexican, you're with the Mexicans. When you're Anglo, you're with the Anglos and blacks are with the blacks. Um, so I was obviously in the Mexican gang and uh, did a lot of horrible stuff while I was in prison uh, and did a lot of horrible stuff when I came out because my thing was, like I said, was about respect, was about doing what I was told. And I thought that um, people would respect me if I was the biggest, baddest, meanest guy. Um, I tried to, um, my, my father was, uh, was, a, was into, into criminal activities as well. Um, I heard stories of how he was this big, bad, feared man. And deep down inside, I think maybe I felt that if um, I was this big, bad person, um, maybe he would love me a little bit more. And because um, he was never involved in mine or my sister's life. Um, in fact, I, I just became a monster. Uh, I was drug dealing. I was an enforcer. If you owed the drug man money and you got a knock on the door and I was the guy on the other side, that was not a good thing. I was going to find out where your your mother lived, where your kids lived. I mean, where your kids went to school, I forgive me. Um, any relative, because if you didn't pay, I was going to hurt them. And um, no remorse. I know a lot of people come up when they're giving testimony, when they're giving um, their life story. They say, oh, I felt bad doing it. And um, I, I did not feel bad. I loved it. I thrived in it. I loved the, the fear in people's eyes when they thought I was going to kill them. Um, I loved the, the fear and 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 it, it motivated me. It, it, it made me stronger. Um, I just felt that that was a normal part of of every day is when people respected me. I thought fear was was all about respect and love and um, thought I had all the friends in the world thought everybody loved Ocho, but in fact, you come to realize that in the end, it's what you can give people and what they can take from you. And um, as long as you're giving, as long as you're the life of the party, people will be there for you. But the moment that ends, you find out who your true friends and family are. And um, I continued that life for many years. And um, and I can say that that life, that gang life, that... Um, that um, Drug life, because I was a heroin addict as well, started off um, with cocaine, uh, what I used to sell, and uh, it became not strong enough for me. So I started um, using heroin and mixing cocaine and heroin. Um, I had two heart attacks in my early 30s, and I OD'd. I was found in an alley. When I came to in the hospital, they said, you were found in an alley. Don't know how I got there, but my so-called friends and my so-called um people I trusted thought I was dead. They want to get in trouble. So they dumped me in an alley. Um, that's, that's the kind of friends you have in, in that, in that life, in that world. And, um, I got tired of the life. I got tired of, uh, waking up every day to a new woman. Um, I got tired of, of, um, just always watching my back. Cause in, in, in that life, um, there's always someone that's bigger and badder, no matter how big and bad you think you are, that um, is, is ready to take your place, that is, um, that is actually planning and masterminding their next move. And it's, it's, it's not like the movies, let me tell you. It's a lot more violent, a lot more um, sinister than any movie could ever portray. And um, I got tired of that life, got tired of, of kind of like... I felt like it was a groundhog day um, where, where the main character, uh, Bill Murray, he, he wakes up. It's the same thing over and over yeah. and over again. Um, I felt like that life was, was like that. And I got tired of it. And um, um, I hope I'm not just rambling on, but. Um, no, 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 bro. Go keep. Yeah. yeah but uh, the turning point was, was me um, becoming the monster that I hated the most. And I hated my father. I hated him for um, for him not ever being around me or my sister, for promising stuff that he never delivered, for um, promising to be at birthday parties, 
promising to be at graduations, sporting events, and never was there. Um, and I um, chose choosing drinking drugs and alcohol women before his own kids. And here I was, I had my son, Mikey, and I was the same, same thing as the person I hated, choosing drugs, women, and alcohol, and, and um, partying, and, and that lifestyle before my own son. Um, basically, my sister and my mom are raising him. And um, it's pretty hard uh, when you realize that, that oh, the, the person that you ran away and tried to be not like, you end up becoming like them. And um, one day he, um, he was, I believe, second, third grade. He was having this little uh, rodeo event. And um, uh, rodeo, if you don't know, in Arizona, you guys should have it here in Texas, too, is, um, is that whole cow and pony uh, show uh, in Tucson, Arizona, where I was living. It was a big event. Like, um, they even took out two days of school for it. Wow. And so they were having this big event. He invited me to go. He wanted to show off his dad to everybody. And um, I, I don't know what made me go, but something made me go. And um, as he's looking around, he sees his little friend, little, little friend who's a girl. He's waving to her. And he's like, dad, dad, that's my, my little friend, Mariah. And um, here I was. I wasn't looking at Mariah. I was looking at Mariah's mom. And... Um, I was like thinking to myself, man, this is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And um, she's going to be mine because I was used to when you're the drug guy, when you're the guy that has money, you get whoever, whoever you want. I'm not the best looking guys, but I had some of the hottest women because of of, of what I did. And uh, so I figured she'd be easy, whatever. And she's the first girl that ever dissed me in my life. And um, you don't know how hard that hurts your ego. <laughs> but uh, but um, I was persistent in the fact that I was going to get this girl no matter what. Uh, here is Ocho, all tattooed gangster, joining PTA, uh, joining cop, <laughs> Boy Scout leader, trying to be a Boy Scout leader, which I did succeed in becoming a Boy Scout leader. Um, uh, just every meeting I can to see this woman and to get to know her. And um, man, I was continuously dissed. Until one day she gave in, we went out, and then she gave me a kind of like an ultimatum. Uh, this is where I say God's a funny God, because she ends up um, the daughter of a minister, a pastor. And um, she says, if you want to be in my life, you got to have God in, my, in, in between us. And, um, and I was like, I don't know what it was, made me go. I said, I wanted something different. I wanted her. She intrigued me. No other woman had um, been so hard to um, to pursue, and um, and so I, I went kicking and screaming to church. Um, but I heard a message that I had never heard before. Because remember, I had a twisted view of love, yeah. and that message was that um, uh, Jesus died on the cross. He shed his blood not just for the rich, not just for the privileged, not just for the white. He shed his blood for everybody, no matter your race, your creed, uh, your lifestyle, um, no matter no matter what you've done in your life. Um, and I felt like I was so far gone. I had done so so many horrible things um, that um, that I was too far gone. I had um, a collection of fingers. That's how bad I was. Um, people that that I used to torture and and owed me money and. And I thought I was too far gone. And um, and God, um, hearing the message that there is a God that forgives you no matter what, that can redeem you, that can make you new, a new man, that kind of changed my life and that kind of like sat in my heart for a while because uh, it changed the black heart that I had inside of me uh, with no remorse, no guilt, no no um, compassion. And, and it made me start wanting to to be a different person. Um, I wanted to change my life and be with this woman too. Um, I gave up drugs, cold turkey, almost died because uh, I was at Tecato. And um, man, worst sickness I ever had. She thought I had the worst flu in the world, pneumonia, <laughs> whatever, but I was secretly almost dying with trying to, to um, get off those drugs. I gave up, um, I gave up drinking. Um, I have stage two cirrhosis of the liver. 
uh, from heroin and alcohol. And so it was killing me too. And um, I gave up drinking, gave up uh, drugs. I, um, I wanted to be a different person. I wanted to be, uh, she had kids from a previous relationship. I had my son that wanted to be a good dad, someone that um, was different from the dad I knew. And um, just trickled down from there, man. Uh, gave up all my old friends, gave up my lifestyle. Um, and I could never hide who I used to be because I carry uh, the marks of who I used to be on my face. But uh, when people ask, would you want to get rid of those tattoos and, and, and laser them off? I'm like, no, because it actually um, provides a doorway, a gateway to help others who came from the same life as me and show them that, you know what? Someone like me who was the darkest of dark people and the darkest hearts, um, if I could change, you can change. If I can um, do better for myself and give up that lifestyle, um, you can give up that lifestyle. If um, I could find a God and that um, that's forgiving and that um, and that washes your sins clean, you can find that God too. And um, and it just um, changed me, made me a different person. This woman that I'm talking about is the woman you were talking about uh, before, Cece. And um, so the story ends up a good, happy story because we've been together now for almost 10 years. Yeah. And I've raised uh, her kids like mine and so forth with mine. Uh, we have now, uh, we're kind of like the Brady Bunch, five, five teenagers. Um, and trust me, that's why I shaved my head because I'd have a full set of <laughs> if, um, if, um, if I let it grow because teenagers are hard. Uh, here I was dealing with gang members and, and killers and, and my teenagers give me more, they, they put more fear in my heart than, <laughs> than I ever got with those gang members. I yeah, come I through the door, I'm like, what am I to expect <laughs> before I knew anything? But uh, teenager angst is what I feel, what I fear. But um, I'm happy, man, that uh, I'm a different guy than my father was. Um, I learned to forgive my father, too. Um, we still don't have a good relationship, but I've forgiven him. Uh, because I used to blame all who I became and what I did on him. And the fact is, is uh, when you're an adult, you make your own choices. Yeah. Uh, you choose to be who you're going to be and you choose to change if you want to change. And so I shouldn't blame not one person of who I, who I became. I chose to become them to become that monster. But then again, I also chose to, to become who I am today. And, um, I'm happy I chose what I chose uh, because when you're doing good things, good things happen to you. Uh, I stumbled upon the movie acting thing. Um, I used to be a, uh, I was a Golden Gloves boxer. I was a um, a martial artist um, for many, many years. So I got called to do fight choreography for um, this low, low budget local movie. They saw the way I looked. They saw the way I could act. I could memorize a script. Uh, a day before and um and they made me the main villain and from there other people saw me they started putting me in music videos for like um, big country western stars like randy hauser and um, other big names um i was um music videos with uh, mc magic and other things and um, from there i just started getting big movie roles uh got um they got me in a sag um and uh doing union movies doing non-union movies I, I became five core so i can work both and um now i've been in a, over 180 movies and tv shows and um and i think I, I can say i'm one of the most uh working actors um and then um i finally was able to do a movie called john light uh which is um kind of like um a movie i always want to do a faith-based movie yeah. And then I got blessed with doing a movie that was kind of based on my kind of based like my life story, prison life story. So um, that movie just opened up eyes, blew up, was was number one on Pure Flix for six months. Um, people still it was it was made in 2019 and people still um, uh, hit me up from all over the world um, and Messenger and Instagram telling me um, just how um, how that movie's um, 
just move them and change their life and reminds them of family members or themselves or, or children and um, to keep doing the good work. And um, I met my partner through, um, through um, John Light. Yeah. Um, I met my partner through John Light, which Gary Lee Vincent, um, he was a assistant director in that movie. And we, uh, he brought me in the burning bulb. I'm stop, a partner uh, now uh, at burning. Stop, bulb. stop, stop, stop. Getting ahead of, All right. hold on, hold on. Let, let's, right. let's take this part of the, whew, there, there's a lot of unpackaging right there. Um, let me take a real story, quick my break. Wife, my wife snapped her fingers. This is why I love Cece. She's snapping her fingers behind me saying, let him talk. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're good. Um, let me take a quick break because I have to. Um, we'll be right back and we'll continue because I have some questions for you. I don't want you to unpackage everything right off the back because um, then there's no Sounds fun good. for them. I know your story, but I want them to really, really get into the nitty gritty of who Ocho is, man. Because again, I know there's a lot of things you have upcoming, and I want to touch on them. Yep. I don't want to like give them away right off the back. And I also want to touch on Sounds some good. things you said, right? Sounds cool. good, man. All right, so we'll be right back, guys. All right, so we are back. I got to make sure the last podcast, man, I felt so bad because we had talked for 30 minutes and I went to click the turn off button and all of a sudden it started recording in progress. I was like, oh, chinga. I was like, dude, we just. Oh, you forgot. Minutes. I felt so bad. That's happened to me. I've done podcasts too. And um, and um, I've had issues where it ran out of the time. Or if their connection is really bad, it was just horrible, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you have you have to run you run into a lot of these things, but we're gonna we're gonna pray that this goes well now. <laughs> All right, so um, let's continue our conversation real quick. Um, you pretty much where we're at right now is you're coming to Jesus moment, and you started film, and you were talking about how you met your business partner well not business partner at that particular moment but the one yeah. who kind of became your business partner yes sir so oh, um scary right let's do it go for it so basically basically um i met him through john light uh we were filming and um he was the assistant director gary lee vincent and um the biggest white boy you could ever you could ever see yeah. and um country guy from west virginia someone that ocho would never be friends with and um it's like funny we we yeah we were uh, cordial we were we were cool with each other but not friends on john light because in john light i was the main star they had me away truthfully they had me in some kind of like mansion away from the other other cast members and this and that and um as soon as I was done filming, they they escort me out to the, the place they had me staying at. And um, so we really didn't get to be friends, but I got called out for the same company um, to work on a movie called Dispatched. And he was a director on it. And from there, we just started talking. We, we liked the same music. Um, I'm an old, um, I like rock, heavy metal and um, and stuff. And he liked the same kind of music. We like the same type of movies. We just started talking. We got along really well. And then we started talking about um, our ideas of making movies and, and and not just the faith-based movies, but horror movies and action movies and all kinds of stuff. And um, we had the same love of, of the same kind of stuff. And, man, we just clicked. And, and from then on, we've um, we worked together making movies. We've made many movies uh, he put me, he trusted me to be a director in a movie called Faded Memories, a horror movie, horror comedy movie. And um, I was the assistant director on a movie that we made together called Strange Friends. And from then on, now I'm directing a movie right now, currently filming in San Antonio called The Standoff and um, acting and directing in it, kind of like the kind of Clint Eastwood kind of thing. And um, I, um, man, I, I, I love what I do. I love that we can make film and stuff. And stories come to life, and um, and it's the greatest thing, man, to be able to do this with your with one of your best friends, you know. That's badass. Now, let me ask you a question because, well, for those of you who can't see who Ocho is, and, and if you look him up on IMDb, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. 
when you look at this man, he is tattooed from head to toe. Like yeah. even his butt is tattooed. Don't ask me how I know. But yeah. The tattooed. most awful thing is that now I've gotten a little fatter. <laughs> Tattoos that used to go straight, um, straight across now go diagonally. <laughs> and um, funny me because they made me um, they were like, "Hey, Dad, you should get a Marvel tattoo." And you, you're, you, me, and you are on the same age. You remember that show, The Incredible Hulk, with Bill Bixby, yeah, and Lou Ferrigno, yeah. Uh, that was my favorite. Up, so I went and got a Hulk tattoo on my stomach. And now that I'm a little fatter, it looks like a big green Buddha. So, um, <laughs> is I promise you guys out there that Hulk will look more like Hulk again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like I was saying, if you look at him, I mean, he's tattooed up, and and I know you get this a lot. A lot of the times, and, and you kind of segued this earlier, a lot of times people are going to look at you and have these preconception notice of who Ocho is. Um, not only that, yeah. but if they look at you and you automatically have this weathered look. And I don't mean that yeah. in a bad way, but you know you have that. Yeah. You've been through life. You, you know you have that, what people call resting bitch, but it's not resting bitch. It's that I'm mad all the time, but you're not. You're great, yeah. big teddy bear. Anyways. So yeah. in the acting world, do you feel that being typecasted or being that you automatically get seen in that, is it a positive thing or is it, like you said earlier, it's a way for you to get in? And how do you get about that? So, so um, before, I uh, before I got into movies, uh, I could never get a job uh, because of all the tattoos on my face, my head, my hands, fingers. Um, and I always would, I always was judged for the way I looked um, instead of what I knew. It's funny in movies, though, that uh, when you're the tattooed guy, you get a lot of roles. And, um, yeah, I will say I, um, when I first started my career, I was typecast. Uh, always the villain, always the main villain, always the order giver, always the guy chopping off heads. I was in a movie called Al Coyote in theaters. Um I was the main villain chopping off heads and, and cussing people out and doing this. And um, I was typecast and I loved it for a while because there's a lot of actors out there looking for work and begging for work. And I got it freely. And yeah. um, the thing I can say is the, the villain gets the most lines because he's telling his whole plans of world domination. But um, um, for a while I loved it, but then I had some directors um, reach out and say, you know, what would sell even more the tattooed guy being the funny guy or the tattooed guy um, that that's the priest or the cop. You know what I mean? And um, there were some directors some took some chances on me and um, I'm pretty good at comedy. And um, I've been in some comedies where they're like, man, you were the funniest one on, on the whole movie. And um and now I, I, I'm cast not just as the main villain. I'm, I, I'm cast as the hero sometimes. I'm cast as the comedian, the comic relief. Uh, I'm doing a, a movie. I just filmed a movie in Odessa called Tapeworm Z uh, with Billy Pond. I don't know if you know Billy yeah. Pond. And, uh, and I'm the comic relief, uh, the big guy that everyone thinks is tough, but he's, he's a, uh, the biggest chicken. And, um, and inadvertently saves the world because of his, because of his, um, his fear. And, um, uh, I'm just loving it, man. Um, I'm giving opportunities now. I never was given opportunities and, um, I'm, I'm here to prove that yeah, you can look big, bad and mean, but you can play anything you want. You set your heart to it. That's awesome, brother. And again, it, it's one of those things that you have to ask because a lot of times when you look at characters, um, for example, Ryan Reynolds, and this is something that my wife and I were talking about yesterday. When you look at Ryan Reynolds, you see Ryan Reynolds, or you see yeah. Deadpool, yeah. and that's that's really all you see. I mean, and anything he's always played, it's the same thing. But like, I know when I saw you in John Light, and that was the first film I actually saw from you because this was shortly after we had met on yeah. the set of um, American Soil. Um, I saw the movie and I was like, damn, you know, I I would easily typecast you as what we had for American Soil, the the being bad dude, the, the enforcer, the cutting off head, yada, yada, yada. And that's so, easy for me. Yeah. yeah, but in John Light, you actually had a moment where you have to reflect emotion. And I think that's even harder for an actor because to reflect emotion, you have to dig deeper 
either find a spot where you were or you can just find something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now talking about John Light and, and Gary, and you you again you led into this <laughs> uh, about the production company you have. Um you said a lot of face-based movies as as well as other types of movies. Now, yeah. I don't know if well uh, you let me know if I'm privy to this or not, but I know with your company you've also kind of given the opportunity to other filmmakers. Yeah. Um let's talk about that for a little bit. So basically, um we do we do all types of movies. We do horror movies, we do comedies, we do faith-based movies. And um we're all about um first of all with faith-based movies, we wanna we wanna um kind of get away from those traditional Hallmark cheesy movies where um people look at them and say that's so cheesy I wouldn't watch that. We also we wanna do stuff that's home that's real, that people can relate to and um the people that normally wouldn't watch a faith-based movie might tune into things having to do with drug abuse, homelessness, sex trafficking, but the message is that God is the answer at the end. Um, but as far as helping others, we look to cast, um, we look to cast unknowns. We look to cast, yeah, we could spend all our budget on a big name and get them in there for a day, but uh, we'd rather um, to cast locals, unknowns, people that, that could get a chance, you know what I mean? And be the next thing. Um, we look at um, helping. Um, we, we always look for a new a team, a good team at Burning Bulb. So if um, you're a good cinematographer, if you're a good director, we're going to give you opportunities. Uh, you know, it's just um, helping others. And then we help others through um, distribution uh, where just uh, where we do distribution for movies and, um, and we try and eliminate um costs like other distribution companies do um they're they're like oh you have to pay up front we got to pay all this money you can't make money until you pay this amount of money no we're um kind of like a co-op thing helping other directors helping other filmmakers when the fact um we're gonna make the least amount of money uh but make sure that filmmaker's seen that make sure that filmmaker is out there make sure his stuff's seen all over the world in stores and um and we're not looking to to uh, um, kill this filmmaker by by um, sucking all the money out of him and sucking all the money out of his project, you know. So it's all about helping others. It's all about getting people out there, getting people seen, and um, and movies that normally indie movies that normally wouldn't be on a big platform. Um, we try to we try to get all that exposure and get them uh, places they'd never be seen before. That's badass, bro. And I, I kind of, I had hoped you kind of led into that. Um, and only because, again, I know you personally and I know your background. And I know a lot of a lot of little secrets, industry secrets. Um, you do. <laughs> well, you're the first to die. Yeah, right. <laughs> ah, chingo. Um, but it, it's one of those things that I was excited when I know your company approached me about the current film that we're doing yeah. and some of the things that y'all were offering me. And even when I was talking to the previous uh, guest on, on the podcast, I was like, man, I felt bad because they were being ripped off. They had a cap. Like you said, they had a cap of, of things that they had to pay off to the company. And then so many they, times. they lost control of their film for like 10 years. And I was like, dude, if they only knew about Ocho's company. And so yeah. I was hoping that you would know, segue. Your movie, still your movie, as long as you're with us. you um, We can get you on stuff, but if you get a better, you get a deal with some other stuff, just let us know. And um. And because and, it's still your movie, you're still able to do your thing. But the fact is, we're going to try our hardest to get you out there. We're going to promote for you. We're going to do everything. But um, a lot of these distribution companies where they get you is these upfront fees. Um, oh, we're going to get you in stores. We're going to put so many out there. But they don't tell you that if you don't sell the stores, stores send them back. And then you have to pay for all that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of secrets out there that they don't tell you. And um we're just trying to be honest, trying to be um, a company that people, when they look at us, we have all full trans, uh, transparency. Our reports are on our site for our filmmakers. With um, They can look at it and say, look, this is what I've done in this channel, this channel, this channel. And then, and then through DVDs, through the stores, and um, they know what they're making. You know, It's all about transparency. A lot of these uh, distribution companies, they're out to rip off people. 
Yeah. And I do appreciate that. And again, I kind of wanted you to bring it up because if anything, I'm going to probably open up an invite to a lot of the filmmakers that I know, especially with our film festival and through the contacts that we've made, that if they do need a distribution, check you out, give you yep. a shot. Um, again, what's what's the page we could go to? Uh, burning bulb, www.burningbulbpublishing.com. Okay. Um, and then uh, you reach out to myself or Gary Lee Vincent on there, and um, we'll talk to you guys. We'll walk you through um, exactly what our company is about. Uh, we'll tell you, um, uh, we'll give you examples of how other companies, you know what I mean, uh, rip off, um, rip you off, and they're just all about the money. Um, but more than importantly, we just want to, we want to be a company that people can trust, you know, and people can know that we're there to help filmmakers get out there, you know. That's badass, brother. Um, now, again, besides being in the movies, again, over 130 feature films, um, TV shows, you said, same thing, uh, yeah. promotion company, uh, distribution company. Uh, you, you do one more thing, and that's wrestling. And that's something I love because it, the film that we did was wrestling. Well, so, the film you just did was pro wrestling. Yeah, so it, it's like I'm excited just to talk about that. And, and I'm, was I'm like looking at your shirt. <laughs> I'm looking at your shirt and, and shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Hollywood Ocho. Hollywood Ocho. Let's talk about Hollywood Ocho, the man, the myth, the legend, because you just got a title belt, but you had to retire. So uh, if you don't know this, um, I'm also a pro wrestler. And um, I've been doing that now for a couple of years. And um, it was, it's funny how it worked out, that, that movie Tapeworm Z I was just talking about. We, we were filming that. That goes back a couple of years um, but during the time of the pandemic. That's why um, they're barely finishing it up now. It's because they had to stop for a while. But I um, yeah. ended up meeting... Uh, my tag team partner and uh, one of my other best friends in the world, uh, Tony uh, Hack Covington. And um, he uh, he also is the, the host of, I, I don't know if you know about horror hosts and um, the kind of those shows like Alvira used to do yeah, yeah. And, the, and the sci-fi one with Little Robot um, Mystery Theater. Uh, he yeah. is a horror host and his show is Hack's Horror Show, which um, strangely I'm a sponsor of. <laughs> and hacks horror show roku everywhere monster channel and um, and um anyways i met him and um he owned he is half owner of uh tpw total psychopathic wrestling and he we, he was just cracking up my improv because i am i gotta say i am very good at improv and he was like bro you're better than than most of the wrestlers i know at doing promos and and um and and videos and he goes your look he goes i think you could be a wrestler and i joked with him i said yeah i'll go out and make an appearance he didn't know i was gonna come all geared up with wrestling boots and 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 gear and stuff and make this whole um persona called hollywood ocho this hollywood star who thinks he's better than everyone because he grew up in the streets but now he's his actor that has money and can pay off people and and in the back of my shirt you can't see it now my logo is I'm rich and you're not. And, <laughs> and um, so I go out there, I insult the people of Tennessee, call them they're all inbred and they don't have teeth. And, 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 and man, they hated me. And um, I was the biggest heel out there. And um, they started, uh, Tony started training me a little bit in wrestling and I started having some matches. And now it's funny because I started off as a heel. I go out in the, in the wrestling ring and I get Hollywood chants. Um, the kids make signs for me and love me. I'm the most popular wrestler um, in Tennessee, which is kind of funny because I'm only I'm the only Mexican wrestler in Tennessee. <laughs> uh, but uh, I've wrestled all over Detroit, all over the East Coast uh, for various promotions. I've wrestled here in uh, in San Antonio too, and I beat the Rocky Mountain uh, Heavyweight Champion here in San Antonio. Um, uh, so I've wrestled even here. And uh, the thing is, I'm one of the older wrestlers. I'm 45 years old, man. So um, I'm wrestling 20-year-olds. So a match usually that I, uh, and I do hardcore matches, death matches, uh, where they get, I get hit by stuff and I get, 
uh, when they, when people say wrestling's fake, my five broken ribs I got last year were not fake. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's hardcore and it's it's a lot of action, man. And um, after a match, I have to recover for a week or two weeks afterwards. So um, so but it, it it's it's the most fun I, I've had in the longest time. It's one of my greatest passions. I grew up watching Macho Man, Million Dollar Man, Sergeant Slaughter, um, uh, Undertaker, you know what I mean, Ultimate Warrior. And and to be able to live out um, this dream of, of being a wrestler is something awesome, man. Um, uh, the saddest moment in my life was the other day uh, announcing that uh, I'm retiring from in-ring wrestling. So, Man, I can imagine. And it was so funny. We were doing a documentary um, when we were doing the the film and everything. And I noticed one thing, and I loved it, and, and I would love watching this part of wrestling. That and people don't see this, and and maybe it's kayfabe for people who don't understand this. That the, the behind the curtain and in front of the curtain, behind the curtain, y'all are there most of the time. It, it's it's goofing off, kind of oh, yeah, getting yeah. ready. But I noticed when I was, again, when I was uh, doing the recording, that right as the wrestlers would step to that line, that imaginary line, right before they cross the curtain, something just overtakes you. Just, yeah, just snap. And as soon as you cross that threshold, that line is like, wow, you see your your superstars come on. It's, like, 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 it's like kind of like the reason why I love it so much. It's like live theater, man. And you have these people in the palm of your hand either loving you or hating you. Uh, all of us in the back, uh, the ones we wrestle, we're best friends in the back. We're all laughing and joking together, getting our boots on, getting dressed. But when you cross that curtain is when you become Hollywood Ocho. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Hollywood Ocho don't play, and Hollywood Ocho will kill you. But um, it's just like a snap of the finger, and, and you become almost like, it's kind of like I call it like the Superman thing where he would go in the in the, in the telephone booth, come out as a different character. And um, yeah, man, it, it, I'll be honest, like um, it's, it's a it's a high, man. It's a high like um, like you never know before when people are cheering for you, when you got kids coming up, hugging you. Hollywood, Hollywood. You know what I mean? It, it's 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 great, man. Now, I, I, again, going back to this last film that we did, we actually had some wrestlers. Um, play actors uh, and vice versa. We had a couple actors learn how to wrestle. And it was so interesting because, again, going back to that that emotional change, that snap, yeah. most of my wrestlers, they would say the same thing. It's like, for them, it's 12 minutes of glory, just all out, just chingata madre, you know, yeah. all out there, you know? But in acting, it's like, okay, action, cut. All right, reset, action, cut, reset, action, cut. Like, Two three hours worth of that, and one of my my wrestlers was like, "Dude, I'm emotionally drained at the end of the day because you're constantly having to do it over and over and over." Oh, yeah, I, I I will admit, wrestling was easy for me because of my training in acting, yeah, and because of my experience in acting. Um, you don't realize acting is one of the hardest jobs in the world. Um, we and as a filmmaker, indie filmmaker, as myself where we're filming 14 hour days, you know what I mean? And constantly cut, wait around for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get that, like the John Lysing where I'm crying and where I'm emotional. Hardest thing I ever did. Not because I had to cry because that was easy for me because I could just reflect on my old life. But having to stop when you're in the middle of that and then dry your tears up and start it up again, you know? That's what um, people don't realize how hard uh, being an actor is. And some people are cut for it and some people aren't. And there's a lot of people out there that um, shouldn't be acting. Yeah. <laughs> um, training. Uh, same thing in wrestling, you know. And um, in wrestling, it was easy for me because of, of of where I came from. Usually, wrestlers start off wrestling and then they go into acting. I kind of went backwards. Yeah. You know, but it, it, it was easy for me and... Um, and I'm not gonna lie, the bumps and all that um, is hard work, man. And it's it's I give credit to. I'm not a high flyer wrestler. I'm more of a brawler. So I give credit to the ones who fly all over the place and fly from the top rings and stuff, because uh, I'm at that age where I can't do that, you know. 
No, I get you, man. I get you. I, I tried it once. They they tried again. My wrestler buddies, they try to show me how hard it really was, and they try to slam me. And I got up like two inches, and after that, I I knitted up. I I froze because yeah. I I hadn't taken a bump like real bump and everything. And they yeah. picked me up, and I was like, oh shit, I froze. And because they saw that I froze, they kind of try to stop me and 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 hold me so I wouldn't take the bump. And I, I ended up kind of kind of hurting one of them because he kind of braced me because that's yeah. you, you protect your 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 yeah. counterpart and uh i ended up hurting him in the process i felt so bad i was like dude you should have just let me go he's like we yeah. can't do that that's that's a good uh, uh, in the ring we all um both um whether it's tag team or whether it's singles wrestling we um we protect each other in the ring man um and that's the main thing is is um we go over the matches beforehand um uh we we know we know where the we more more than likely know where the bumps are going to come and we try to protect each other um and and um people just don't realize man it's it's uh they're always fake it's all they have the no. easiest job in the world it's not fake man because you know what wrestlers especially indie wrestlers they go out there and and make a little bit of pay chump change and they put their bodies in the line for the audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I give them, I give these wrestlers so much credit. I met wrestlers out there that that um that have impressed me, and uh, a few I, I just want to name real quick, especially uh, Tony Covington, Hat Covington. Man, that guy is so beat up outside of the ring, but he puts his hundred percent in it in the ring when he's wrestling. Um, uh, Tennessee Trash, Brad Cash, um, people like um like um matt um and um pitbull or matt raby um he he's he's out there and he's he's 40 years old and, and man he he wrestles like he's a 20 year old um there's so many wrestlers out there and and um and i just give them credit for all that they do that's badass man again it, it's a it's a different level of respect um yeah. and again seeing the wrestlers going into acting and so forth and that's another thing that kind of brings me back to acting and, and film, because that's really what we're talking about with film. Um, the preparation, a lot, and like you said, a lot of these guys don't need to be, and some of us, I've tried it, because again, as a director, I want to see how hard it is sometimes to ask my actors certain things and demand of them, and I'm like, eh, as a director, fuck it, I'm, I just get to tell you what to do. But yep. it's not. Um, but anyways, uh, future projects that you have coming up, man. I know you said um, you just finished one here in San Antonio. Yeah, um, I'm actually, I have a couple more scenes left and then I'll be wrapping that up. It's called The Standoff. It's a faith-based movie about a, about a church shooter uh -huh. and and mainly um, the intervention of, of God through prayer of changing that up. And, and it's really hot right now with all the shootings. So I, I figured let's, uh, let's stir the pot a little bit. You know what I mean? And um, I'm excited with that one. And um, a lot of unknown actors. Um, then we got uh, myself, Gary, acting in it. Um, I got some local, um, some local actors here in um, in Texas working on it too. Uh, Kiki, you know Kiki. Yeah. Um, uh, I got Kiki on it. I got Joe Lozano on it. Um, I got a few other um, a few other um, people that I've met here in Texas. Um, but um, also got um, just had a movie out in theaters. Uh, last couple months ago called running the bases and that is um it was i'm the villain in that and it was in theaters and nationwide did really well for a faith-based movie did really really well um and then i just got some stuff coming up on in wrestling uh you know they say when you retire never really retired <laughs> so um so who knows what what's on the horizon all i can tell you is is be on the lookout because me and hack are, are coming out with with something that might just change the shape of what you think about wrestling. Nice, nice. Now you got me all excited about wrestling. <laughs> like that. Yeah. It's um, um it, it's hard to promote one or the other because I love it all, all I do, whether it be ministry, whether it be wrestling, whether it be movies. Um, it's just hard to promote each one because I love them all. Yeah. And hustler, man. I, I grew up in the streets hustling. And so I'm gonna hustle and all I do here. And um 
And people will know the name Ocho because they're going to say he was the hardest worker I've ever seen. And the thing is, I want to come off as a humble person, not a diva, not someone that comes in a set and says, oh, he thinks because he's been in almost 200 movies. You know what I mean? Uh, he gets special treatment. That I treat everyone the same. Uh, when you work with me, when you direct me, you're going to know that um, Ocho gave 110%, but he wasn't a diva and he wasn't that person that, that um, you know what I mean, was hard to work with. So I'll, I'll treat the crew members and the and the caterer the same I treat the A-list actor. Cool, cool. Now, I did have a question because I know you mentioned earlier your SAG, right? FICOR now. Um, I got in trouble. Um, That's I was what I was going to ask you, yeah. I got in trouble. I was a SAG actor working on some indie movies. And um, as um, SAG, you can't really, you can only do SAG stuff. And um, I was doing indie stuff, got in trouble. Um, I didn't know the process. Um, and so I, I dropped to Fight Core, which is still um, part of SAG, but yet I can work both. And so I get the, um, I tell people, think really hard when you want to go SAG. Uh, try and go fight core. A lot of big time actors, John Voight. Um, there's other big actors that um, are fight core, and they get to work indie and um, and SAG stuff. So that's how I get away with that. But um, I still get my retirement. I still get my my um, all that the the stuff, the residuals that that a SAG actor would get as a fight core actor. Okay, yeah, because I was going to ask you, especially because now you're in Texas, and Texas is, is not a union state like Cali would be, or yeah. uh, uh, Louisiana and Atlanta or Georgia. Those New three Mexico. are the major big hubs, and they're all yeah. union based, as opposed to here in Texas, we're not. Uh, I'm thriving here in Texas, um, doing a whole bunch of indie stuff, and uh, working with a whole bunch of indie uh, directors, and my schedule is, is so booked up. I know we've planned on doing stuff together too. Yeah. So uh, going to get that going. Um, I know before you say it, me and you are trying to get uh, the Chicano lifestyle, Chicano life out and, and, um, and me being a Chicano, you being a Chicano and, and, and growing up where I came from, you, where you came from, you know, we, we want to show the Chicano lifestyle the Chicano life and give that a highlight, you know? <laughs> Thanks, thanks for putting me on the spot, bro. <laughs> well, hey, you know, you put me on the spot for the last hour. I'm gonna get you, but we we got some stuff in the works too. And and um, I know that um, like I said, um, some of these Texas directors I've worked with are 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 some of the best I've worked with, and and um, I'm looking to make myself known in Texas. Well, you are known. Um, from, yeah. from everywhere that I've seen, almost every independent project that i've seen i see ocho's name on it at least yeah. for the last year or so and i'm like man dude talk about hustle you hustle everywhere bro like you don't know the hustle bro i'll be i'll be in atlanta i'll be acting in florida i'll be acting in california bro then you'll see me back in texas you'll see me in arizona uh, and then New Mexico, tennessee for wrestling tennessee for wrestling detroit for wrestling i'm just hustle 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 bro um, I think stewardesses on, on, on Delta Airlines know me really well. Um, <laughs> they're they're like, Ocho, you're back. You were just here last week. Um, I, I get frequent flyer miles. Let me tell you. I love it. I love it, bro. They know what cookie Hollywood Ocho likes on that flight. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it, you know it's been great freaking talking to you and catching up with you. And like I said, I, we do have a lot of projects. Um, and I'm gonna bring you back, um, because I want to bring you back. We just touched the the, the icing on the cake. Just the surface, you know? yeah. Just the surface. And, and and I do, and I honestly do want to bring you back. It, it, but this was just like a little taste of of what, like you said, what's to come. Because I know you got plans, and we talked offline. Um, yeah. And and oh man, I I want to say so much, but I gotta watch what I say. Yeah, Keep same thing. To know your place. If only I could tell you what what's coming down the pike. Uh, it's going to change worlds, man. Um, and uh, people will then know why I do the things I do um, because I always have a plan. And that's why I tell you, every time I get around you, I get in trouble because I get excited. I get these big headed like dreams of doing stuff because you're, you're intoxicating, bro. Um, yeah. And it's, it's awesome working with somebody like yourself. Now, real quick, let's recap. Where can we find 
you as a production company, you as an actor, you as a, a well, you don't wrestle no more, so we can't do wrestling. But you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if so, you didn't watch it on YouTube, oh well, you didn't catch that one. Um, you didn't catch nothing. Yep. Uh, www.burningbulbpublishing um, is uh, go on the site, see some of the movies. We represent JC Films 2 and Distribution, which is um, one of the biggest um, faith-based companies. So all their movies are represented by Burning Bulb Publishing. Um, we got horror movies in there. We got action movies in there. Um, you can see us um, on many, many platforms. Um, if, you're, if you're not looking at spinning Tubi, you, you type in my name, do a search for Michael Ocho or Ocho Torrena, if you can spell it, and you'll see a ton of my movies pop up. Um, John Light, if you haven't seen John Light, go see John Light. It's on Tubi, on Pure Flix, everywhere. Um, and a um, ton, a ton of movies. Um, you type in Hollywood Ocho, Google, YouTube, Roku Channel, um, TPW, uh, which is Total Psychopathic Wrestling, TLW. Uh, you'll see Hollywood Ocho Wrestling. Um, and yeah, I retire. I retire. <laughs> I retire. Now, acting. How can we get a hold of you as an actor, brother? Um, as an actor, um, you can uh, look me up. Uh, you can get a hold of me Instagram, Ocho8MM. Uh, look me up and send me a message on Facebook. I got um, agents. Um, I got agents, but um, you indie actors, I know how it is to reach out to actors. You reach out to me personally, man. Um, we can we can subtract the other agents and talk to me personally. Um, like I said, through Instagram, through Facebook. Um, trust me, everybody knows who Ocho is. You can get a hold of the greatest bad guy that ever lived. <laughs> but, um, I'm always wanting to work. I got a schedule that. If you want to use me, you got to let me know in advance because uh, you know this, brother. I'm booked way in advance. Yep. Yep. I got going on, but I love to. I love to be in your project. I love. I love to work with um, directors that are um, off and starting. I got a, a, a director I'm working on um, in San Antonio um, called um, called um, a director out in San Antonio. And I maybe I shouldn't give it away. I'm no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and um, I'm out there working with with directors that only have a couple movies under the belt or new directors. And I'm uh, I'm helping them, giving my um my stardom so that they they can be out there. You know what I mean? And um, I, I love to work, man. Got it, brother. And again, guys, you know Mexicans, uh, we'll holes for work, man. <laughs> And again, guys out there, um, film my my film new guys, um, do follow his films, dude. If you haven't catched any of his, especially again, John Light, that's the one I know has biggest impact on me. Um, but he's done a, a ton of movies, over 130 films, at different variations of bad guys, good guys. Um, you have a really badass repertoire. Uh, if you are an indie maker with a film, hit him up, talk to him, get to know this man. This man is an asset to have in your corner. And again, Ocho, I do appreciate you coming on board. And like I said, this won't be the last time. This is the first time um, that I have you. And it's always great to talk to you. And, and I hate talking to you at the same time because every time I talk to you, I get excited and I want to do shit. And I'm like, ah. Yeah. Before I leave, I got to say, um, man, um, I've worked with you, bro. And I'm not just trying to blow steam up, up your butt. But... Um, <laughs> He right here, the man I'm talking to is, is one of the best directors I've ever worked with. Um, he's got a good vision. Um, he needs to hurry up and do Lowriders versus Zombies too, because Ocho's waiting. And um, and what's it called? Um, nah, you you you're a, a great person, not just as a director, not just as a filmmaker. You're a great person, man, a family man. And I admire, bro, that you um continued your education, bro. And um, you're a good example of, of of a Chicano that's rising up, bro. And um, and that pursued his education and that has his family in the forefront. And um, and I I admire you, bro. I respect you, bro. And all that you're doing, man. And um, like I said, I'm not trying to blow steam up your butt, but you are a great person, man. 
I do thank you, brother. I do really thank you. I'm going to cut all that out so nobody listens to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, Ocho, thank you. And I'm, I know you. <laughs> I know CC's in the background. Uh, CC, thank you for being there. Keep him in the line because I know he gets out of line. Um, great family. Forty-five year old kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> and again, you do have a great family, great support system. Um, my time's about up, and I don't want to get cut off without saying again, thank you one more time. And till next time, guys. See you. Uh, one see last, you. one last thing. Go for it. Without you, I'm nothing, and I love you. And I want to just say, my kids, uh, Sean, Dominic, Mariah, Joshua, and Mikey. You guys are the reason I do what I do, and I push forward. And I hope that um, you can look when I'm gone and say, "Our my dad uh, did all this for me and to create a legacy for me." Badass. Thank you. And with that, film guys, see you till next time. All right, bye.